Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. You can follow me at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN on Twitter. Hoff WFAN on TikTok. And everywhere else is at the Fight Fan with uh, Pete Hoffman. Not uh, but at... Not even at. Just The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman everywhere else. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. This week, this episode, we'll be uh, recapping a little bit about an actually a very nicely done event by a promotion that I dunk on most of the time, Bellator. Uh, and then uh, we will preview... This UFC fight night, Islam Makhayev versus Bobby Green. It's very interesting, this fight coming up for many different reasons. I'll get into that more. And then if you want to get my live reaction, always follow me on social media. But also, I will be on uh, tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, February 27th, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the fan uh, you can listen to me there. I'm sure that fights will come up. We'll be talking a lot about baseball and some other things that have popped up in the the news recently. But I'm sure if you want to call in about the fights, you could always call, text, tweet, all that stuff, and we will talk about talk about that and more. Uh, that is again tomorrow morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on uh, February 27th on WFAN. All right, listen. So I like to just crap all over. Uh, Bellator as much as possible because I just seem like to not be able to stand them so much. And it's it's not a personal thing. It's actually I, I support them. I want them to do well. We we like in this MMA world, we like there to be competition, multiple forms of it. We want the more the merrier. So if you tell me that Bellator and PFL and PKFC and all these different promotions, LFA, all these different CFFC, all these different promotions really start to take off in their own way, do their thing. It's not a it's not a bad thing for combat sports. It's putting them in the spotlight. You don't have to always rely on UFC, even though UFC always wants to put out the best product possible. You don't have to just rely on UFC for all your big events. The problem is. You can't continuously show me Bellator events that are boring, that are 
have no buzz, even in the crowd. And that that's that's part of the problem. Is you go to these events or you watch these events, and now listen, the analysts and the color commentators clearly they're supposed to have you know they're supposed to be you know spicing this thing up and they're supposed to make it sound like it's the best thing ever but if you got if you have no reaction from the crowd if there's no audience if there's no that that was part of the problem with the pandemic watching basketball and baseball you know a home run gets hit or a big time three-pointer you know goes in and it's just like it's not the same live reaction it's force-fed doesn't feel right well the one thing i will always say about the ufc is that they don't fake the crowd noise they don't do it the crowd's there and they're into it or they're not like you just watch the 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 vegas fights you know watch tonight it's a fight in vegas at the at the uh the apex it's not going to be as loud and energetic but it's real Who's ever there, it's real. And it's it's purposely done because it's the easiest place to have events left and right. And no one's going to stop them from doing anything. And it's just whatever. As far as, you know, going to big arenas, you know, you could the intensity intensity builds. You know, you, it's, you can't hear anything. When the, the main fight's on, unless it's like, you know, unless people are in awe. There's chaos. The fan noise is through the roof. I mean, the Gaith G Chandler fight at MSG was so intense, was so ridiculous. Every strike had reaction from everyone in the crowd. My big point is Bellator tends to not have any reaction. You have fights and they, you know, big things happen and they just blast music at the end because the crowd doesn't even, it's not even into it. So yesterday, Bellator took a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, they were in Dublin for the Bellator 275 Musasi versus Vanderford fi- uh, fight card. And pleasantly surprised by me. Pleasantly surprised. Now listen, all the fights didn't go the way that they wanted it to. Um, but as far as result-wise, there was an injury. But a couple injuries that actually took place during fights. One actually went in favor. Sinead Kavanaugh definitely tore her knee or ruptured something in her knee uh, where she could not put any weight on her left knee. And that caused the fight to, you know, not be as, not say entertaining, because definitely it was entertaining, but it wasn't. Uh, the results may have been different. It turned out to be a unanimous, um, unanimous decision for, for Kavanaugh. But Liam McCourt was definitely in on that fight a lot more, a lot sooner. The fight went to the ground more, which is more in her favor. Even though she was getting submitted that first round with the, uh, with the, uh, with the, was it the Kamara? Kamara? Whatever it was. Whatever the, whatever the arm submission was that I can't blank on the name right now. <laughs> that being said, you had some other, you know, uh, a boy. Abu Tankara had to end his fight after the first round with a shoulder injury. His shoulder popped out, which is ridiculous. But, so I'm rambling for no reason. The positive is the Irish crowd, the Dublin crowd, was so locked in to their hometown fighters. 
that is something Bellator should focus on more. That is what Bellator should figure out a way to keep. Now, I understand maybe they want to keep it in the States. They want to keep these fights. You know, they want to be a competitor for the UFC to sort of stay in the spotlight, try to be competitive and try to have events around the area of Mohegan Sun. They always do. I get that that is a focus, but if your best reaction is coming from Dublin and coming from these, you know, out-of-state areas, these, you know, European countries, maybe that's where you should focus. Maybe that's where you should focus your events to be held at. And the time was good. I mean, it was a little early. I happened to be off, so I was able to watch live at 4 o'clock, but they did a replay. But maybe that should be the focus of, of, of Bellator because the visual, the fights were good. The, the, I can't complain about the fights. I mean, obviously, again, we talked about some, some injuries, but the fights overall were good. They were, they were good fights. I mean, Musashi shows how freaking dominant he is. It's a shame for the UFC to have lost him because Adesanya, Musashi would actually be a highly interesting fight. Love to see that. Nothing against Whitaker, but... I think Musasi Adesanya is the matchup that we would desire most in the middleweight, middleweight division for Israel Adesanya. I think that that's something that'd be very interesting. But you'll never see that fight because Musasi's just crushing in Bellator. He's got no motivation to leave anytime soon. That being said, the focus should be Bellator continuing off of this. European event. It just makes sense. You get the the reaction to the fighters was there constantly. There were some big submissions, some big um, some big knockouts, and the crowd was so pumped, dude, so pumped. That's what you you want. Do you want, when you're watching these events, you want to feel like it's a big event. Bellator makes it always feel like it's, you know, AAA. And I hate to use that term. First of all, I don't want to, you know, minimize AAA in baseball and the minor leagues and stuff like that in general because there's a place for it all. But if Bellator is trying to be competition for the UFC, you got to make yourself feel bigger. And that had a bigger feel to it. Not saying that going to Mohegan Sun doesn't feel big. I mean, obviously, you you the bells and whistles are there, but the audience isn't. And there's something about the feel that just seems a little bit more underwhelming. So that being said, all right, enough of about the rambles. Again, congratulations to Gabriel Morsasi beat the Austin Vanderford. It was not even close. It was real quick. They said that Sinead Kavanaugh is going to fight. Uh, cyborg already, but I just don't see that happening anytime soon anyway because Kavanaugh clearly has some sort of knee issue, and I don't see that. Knee issues, whether it's an ACL, MCL, I mean, you're talking six to eight months, I think, for her to return to recovery, you know? That just doesn't seem feasible to me. Uh, Magama Cherpov, the brother of uh, Zabit, he looked fantastic. But he also beat Jose Sanchez, who, no, no offense to Jose Sanchez, didn't seem to be anything spectacular. Um, and really, that's really where Bellator also undersells, undersells themselves 
as well because you had a good Gager Musasi, Austin Vanderford, Sinead Kavanaugh versus Leah McCorp, two nice fights to, to main and co-main event a card. And then you had some good fighters, but the competition is just it's not competition. That's the problem. You're not really getting many upsets. It's it's more like the tin can effect in boxing. Now, let's move on to UFC. And I, I, again, I, this is not supposed to be. This was supposed to be a good thing. This is supposed to be, be pumping up Bellator. They did a good job, but that um that last part was just me dunking on them as always. All right, let's get to UFC because this is really going to be a very interesting card today. And again, if you want to listen to me post-reaction of this UFC card, I will be on air tonight or this morning or Sunday morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. for uh, February 27th on the fan. So you can always listen to me there if you want to call in about it. So let's, let's just run through this card real quick. Uh, some things that pop up. Perez versus Martinez. I like Martinez. Martinez is always a, you know, it's bantamweight fight. It's good. I, I, I like Martinez a lot. Going up against Perez, Martinez, I think, will will take that. That's a good little scrap right there. These are early prelims. He got McKinney, Terrence McKinney, who we saw him uh, Matt, knock out Matt Frivola in like ten seconds. So he's got a he's got a he's got knockout power. Uh, Z, ZM though, I think has the, is a little bit of a favorite, which is shocking. Um, you have Wrong versus Bahamondes. Which, wrong, I believe, is four pounds overweight, and he's given up 40% of the purse. Now, here's the thing is, lately, those fights have been the more exciting ones, so expect that to be uh, up there for the fight of the night. However, wrong won't get crap. He's losing 40% of his paycheck, and and if it's a fight of the night, the bonus goes to Bahamandes. Not wrong. So, too bad for him. You got in the main event, Petrosian versus Rodriguez. I like Rodriguez. Petrosian's okay. Rodriguez is a little bit older, but he's been he performs well. Reminds me a little bit of Jacare, uh, middleweight fight that is. They got Sorokin versus Alvarez. Uh, some people, I think Alvarez is the the dog, not by much, but I think some people late money's been going on Alvarez uh, off of this fight. Some people are starting to get some buzz off of him. You got uh, Kim versus Cachorrea, Priscilla. We've seen her get beat up a couple times. We saw her get crushed by, um, by uh, why am I blanking her name? She's my favorite. Valentina Shevchenko, thank you. That By Valentina a few years ago. And then she lost recently and she got exposed for, not exposed, but she used her, uh, she tried to, you know, rip her opponent's eyeball out of her socket and uh, basically got in some, some doo-doo for that. Some people were crapping on her. She apologized. She said that that's, you know, wasn't her intention. She was not that type of fighter, whatever. We'll see how it works with her and Kim um, today. And then, obviously, Sirkinov versus Turman. Again, Misha, he's the name of these two. You would think that he has the advantage, but he's been up and down. He's been shaky. And that's what is funny. You know, just to compare the the yesterday's 
uh, Bellator fight, a lot of the announcers, reporters, analysts were all like, you know, um, even Big Big John McCarthy. It seemed like they were very negative on Musasi, basically like, yeah, you know, when he shows up, he's the best in the world, but he doesn't show up all the time. He sometimes is very unmotivated, which puts him in bad situations. Well, he was motivated yesterday. That's kind of like Serkinov, too. You know, it's a lot of these fighters, sometimes when they're not motivated, they, it shows. Maybe it's not a big enough uh, name for him, but we'll see. Um, so it, it, I, that's a, that's, I'm certain that fighters want to watch, but I'm not sure if I'm really going to put money on that because I just don't know what type of circuit I'm going to show up. Now, here's the thing. All right. This is, this is, this is a, an extremely interesting fight for many different reasons. First of all, Islam Makachev is by far one of the best lightweights out there. You know, there's certain people like Khabib says that he should be getting the title. He should be getting a title fight right now. You know, um, and this is instead he's getting. You know, unfortunately, Bobby Green had to step in. And it's not unfortunate because it makes this very interesting. But it should not have been uh, for anything less than a title fight. Is what some people think about Islam. Now, Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira are taking care of that right now, and Oliveira's had a couple different fights. And Islam is still just kind of up there, you know, waiting around for his time. Now, if you look at Islam Makachev, he is 12 and one, 21 and 1, excuse me, not 12, 21 and 1. He's 30 years old. And by the way, this is a catchweight fight just because Bobby Green came in so last minute. It's not going to be a typical 155. They're, they're doing 160. But if you look at Islam, you look at his performance, you look at how he's. How first of all he's freaking good. That's beside the point. But um, Dan Hooker submitted. Tiago Moises rear naked choke. Drew Dober submission. Davi Ramos decision. Armand Sukarian decision. You go down the list. Nick Lentz, Chris Wade. There's a lot of good fighters that that Islam has run through. Okay. And it's just he's been in the UFC now. Since, which is shocking enough, this is actually shocking because you really—not saying that you just really started hearing about him, but you heard about him more over the past few years, couple of years. The Abu Dhabi fights, definitely for sure. First Davi Ramos, Drew Dober, th- those fights for sure definitely started to put him in a different dimension. But he's been around the UFC in May of 2015. That's where he debuted. Uh, in the UFC, but he's been fighting since, obviously, you know, since 2010 uh, as, a, as a pro. But the, the Leo Kuntz, May 23rd, 2015, that's where Islam really started. Um, he, he came into the UFC. He lost his second fight in the, in the, the UFC to Adriano, Adriano Martins, UFC 192. That was October 2015, but that's last time he's lost. So now he's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. He's looking for 10 in a row. He's looking for a 10-fight win streak, and he's going up against Bobby Green. Now, this is the interesting thing. First of all, we've all seen how dominant Islam's been, okay? we It's, it's not shocking anymore. He really is an impressive wrestler. His submissions are fantastic. He's not looking to knock out anybody. We understand that, but he could strike a little bit. But it's more about the wrestling, and, the, and it reminds you of Khabib. 
This is why Khabib is, is a proponent of Islam because it reminds you so much of Khabib. You know, the style is thick and stuff like that. It just it just all makes so much sense. Um, that being said, he's going up against Bobby Green. And Bobby Green is someone who has turned into... By the way, it was Benil Darush who was supposed to get this fight, which would have been a fantastic fight anyway. But again, a lot of people are like, well, why are you giving him Benil? Benil Darush is up there, but he's still not the, the champ. Why you keep on giving him these lower-end fights? Well, here accepts in Bobby Green. All right, Bobby Green has a chance now to put himself in line for a title fight. And we've seen this before happen. We've seen this with Luke Rockhold. We've seen this with Michael Bisbing. We've seen this with Nate Diaz. We've seen this with a lot of other fighters who step in last minute. And, and not Luke Ruckhold so much for, but against. Like, you know, we saw him with with Yoel Romero. We saw this with uh, when Bisbing fought Luke Ruckhold. We saw, we've seen this, mul- this story multiple times. The Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. Something happens. High-level fighter is looking, you know, he's on a run, and he's got a big fight. It's either a title fight or, or you know, a contender fight. And his opponent it gets pulled last minute. Yet the, car, the fight still goes on, and the sub comes in, and it's somebody who's a veteran who's like, yeah, give me that fight. I'll take that. I don't care. Nate Diaz, Michael Bisping, Bobby Green. The careers are up and down, but in this moment, they step up and it sends them in a different trajectory and puts them in a title spot and either gets them the belt or gets them close to it, gives them a few more fights. Like, listen, Nate Diaz, I mean, did he get a title fight after that? No, after the Conor McGregor fight, but every fight he's on is a big fight. It's a pay-per-view fight and it's a money fight. Bobby Green's in that level right now. If he can find a way to upset Islam, it's going to put him in a different... Again, the, 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 talk of, the talk of titles is interesting. Is it realistic? If he beats Islam, yes, it kind of is. Now, will you say Hakparast is someone that's going to get him into a title fight? No, but that was a nice win for him. He beat Al Quinta handily. You know, listen, I, I love Al, but that was a, a quick beatdown for uh, for Bobby Green over Al. He lost to Fiziev, which Fiziev, by the way, is a beast. Fiziev is up against RDA next week. I mean, Fiziev is someone who's going to be up there for a uh, for a title fight too, soon too, because he's on that trajectory as well. He lost to Tiago Mo- Moises again, another really good fighter, but. Alan Patrick, Lando Venata, who's a really good... Uh, listen, I love Venata. Clay Guida, he beat. He's been up and down. But this is... This right here is by far his biggest fight to date. And if he can take advantage, it's going to put him in a different swing. I mean, you go back, you look back to that's a Poy, that's a Barbosa fight, sure. But this one is... This is actually going to put him in a spot where he can win... Or, or go for a title. And that's the thing is, when you put these older veteran fighters, you know, Bobby Green's not young. 
He's 35 years old. The climb, there's not much more climb he has left. You know, if he loses this fight, like to get back into this spotlight again, where's he going to go? How is he going to get back there? Who's the, who's at the beat? How many more fights? The whole cowboy thing we talked about with the title picture for him never really worked out because he was always just a gamer and he'd step up in big spots. And then there's been other spots where he just never performed well and never took, a, never had that opportunity for a title in the UFC. But this is Bobby Green's shot right here. And he's been on a, uh, his trajectory is going up. And this is a huge step for him. So where the odds are so much in on Islam to win this fight makes so much sense. You look at all the elements, the wrestling of Islam, the domination of Islam, where he comes out of the camp he comes out of, the fact that he, him and Khabib are close. It makes so much sense why Islam is the favorite in this fight because Bobby Green's just a different style of uh, fighter. But Jorge Masvidal's of the world have shown up in these big spots and have put people on blast and have made their opponents make mistakes and kind of look past them. Uh, Bobby Green's nothing. I don't have to worry about Bobby Green. Well, you, you should. Because he's no slouch. He's no chump. He's been in this cage 42 times. This could be his 43rd time. This is not new to him. This the, the spotlight is not too big for Bobby Green. And that's what you have to remember. The pressure's on Islam here. So if you want to take a dog, if you're into those dogs... You throw a little bit on, on Bobby Green here because these are the fights. Again, Nate Diaz stepping in last minute to fight Conor McGregor when RDA was on, wasn't available. Now, the weight issue, you know, it, it was, Nate was playing a little bit into it as well. You know, oh, i got to go a little higher, make it 170 because whatever, which also caused Conor to be out of his element. You know, he went from 140. I always say this about Conor McGregor. That featherweight championship that he had was huge you know he beats Aldo he's supposed to fight RDA he's going up 10 pounds now going from 10 pounds add another 15 onto that so a total of 25 pound difference from a Jose Aldo knockout in 14 seconds to fighting Nate Diaz at 170 it's a big jump it's a big jump and you saw that he, when he couldn't knock him out, he didn't know how to adjust. Now, Islam, no, we're not talking. We're talking about five-pound five, five pound difference here. Bobby Green did a lot to get down there, but how much is Bobby Green really going to be when he steps into the cage? How heavy is he going to be? He said he's going to cut in 20 to 25 pounds. So you're expecting him to be around 180, 185. Is it possible Bobby Green can upset Islam Makayev? It's... Uh, I, I would, listen, toe-to-toe, they're both the same height. So it's not like they're going to physically, visibly look and see, oh, well, Bobby Green's bigger. But I could see him step in the cage and, and have a little bit more pack to that punch. And anything can happen. So that's what we're looking forward to today. That's at 7 o'clock. The, the main event starts on ESPN+. Plus. Definitely check it out. Uh, and then you get my live reaction 
on Facebook, not Facebook, but uh, Twitter, and you'll hear me tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever you listen to this, on uh, WFAN from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's February Sunday, February 27th, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. At the Hoff WFAN, at the Fife Fan WFAN on Twitter. TikTok is Hoff WFAN, and then the Fife Fan with Pete Hoffman everywhere else. That's, again, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, WFAN.com. Odyssey app. And I will also be re- returning this week to the Tiki and Tita show, which I produce 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. Looking forward to that. We'll talk about a lot and more. Um, might have some special guests on the show, by the way. Maybe want to even talk a little MMA, UFC. Uh, we'll see where it goes. So take a listen tonight, tomorrow morning, 2 a.m., 6 a.m., Sunday, February 27th. I'll be there at WFAN. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for all the support. You're listening to The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.